gonna talk about uh, visions and dreams tonight, amen. And we're going to talk about sleeping. So if y'all been sleeping, you're going to be awakened by the servants of visions and dreams. You know, I was, uh, it, ha- it happened today that I, as I was uh, taking my power nap, hallelujah, that I take every Sunday. <laughs> Praise the Lord. If you don't, try it out. It's really good, man. It gets you really on fire on Sunday night. So I took my power nap, and as I was thinking, I was laying there. You know, sometimes it's like you're not really sleeping. You're laying there, but it's still good that you're laying down and letting everything just calm down. Amen. And uh, it made me think about a buddy of mine uh, that I went to school with back in Africa. So I looked him up. I looked him up. I was like, what's this guy doing today? And I looked him up, Googled the guy. I went to LinkedIn and tried to find him. And he said he was, uh, he was involved in some solar company. I was like, really? So I, go- I went to Google and typed in the company. And he, Forbes came up and a whole bunch of uh, websites came up. And now he's 28. He's, well, I'm still 26 but he's two years older than me and he is on the top ranking uh this is africa's 30 under 30 which means that 30 people under 30 years old the the top millionaires under 30 years old and he came up like number four right now i was like wow this is pretty good i went to school with this guy i mean we played soccer together played basketball together amen y'all didn't know i used to hoop (laughs) okay okay well, look, I used, to, I used to play pretty good, all right? Just so y'all know, in Africa, I was pretty good, amen? And in grade school in Africa, okay? It wasn't in American schools. All the all American expats kids didn't come over there. So it was us amongst ourselves, and it was good, amen? I was pretty good over there. And I know one time I, I, sco- I scored a winning goal, hallelujah, a winning goal. And guess what? It was teachers versus students. And when I shot that thing, it was, and then the time went out. So everybody remembered me. <laughs> they remember this is the guy who scored the winning goal. So I felt pretty good. But guess what? His business, he's, um, when we were in school, apparently, I didn't know, I read this on Forbes today, that when we were in school, you know, he had a, I guess he had a vision and a dream to mess with solar equipment. So he started messing around with it. And I, I, we left when I was about 14, 15. Apparently, he was doing it. He was 15, so I was still there. But we just, you know, we were kids. Nobody knew it did this at home, I suppose. And uh, after he graduated out of uh, high school, he, you know, he spent some time, messed around with it for about a year, made a little bit of money, and then he went to China to go to school. So we kind of all took the same path that, you know, everybody left to go to school, but got out of school and while he was there people were asking him for stuff you know hey uh you're in china stuff is real cheap can you put it in a container and ship it to me so he kept doing that he kept doing that before you knew he had enough capital that when he got out of college actually went back and i got to take you back though his initial investment was eighteen hundred dollars he he initially had eighteen hundred dollars when he first started this thing and i want to tell you that last year he did about i think the number said he did about eight million dollars in revenue right He's 28 years old. And I was thinking, I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is amazing. Well, I wish that was my name, amen. I had $8 million. We'll be balling, hallelujah. <laughs> amen. But you know what? It was amazing because when I saw that, I thought about it. You know, this, this man had a vision. He had a dream. He had a, he had a vision, a dream. And as he, went, as he went forward in his dream, he's impacted a lot more lives. And I was reading on there, was talking about the churches that, you know, you know, you know it's, in, in rural Africa, you know, it's hard to take electricity everywhere. So when you talk about 
you know, something that generates itself and uses the sun. And how many know we got a lot of sun in Africa? Amen. And you got electricity in the villages. So I thought it was amazing. He's definitely had an opportunity to touch a lot of lives. And, you know, it really got me thinking about dreams and visions. Amen. When you talk, when you look at chapter, Genesis chapter 37, we read about Joseph. Joseph was one of, uh, one of 12 uh, children of uh, Jacob. Amen. And when you think about dreams, sometimes we all get fired up with good starters. We're really good starters. Well, we can dream good. I want to make a million dollars. I'm going to go to school. But how many know I was in school for eight years? What for a bachelor's, amen? I went to school a long time. I went to school the semester I graduated. If I stayed any longer, I wouldn't have got any loans or financial aid, amen? Thank God I graduated, amen? They told me, son, you've been here a little too long. You got to hurry up and finish, amen? So thank Lord I finished. And, but so commonly we start a dream and we start in that direction. By halfway through, we just give in and throw in the towel. A lot of times we do that. And the circumstances and the things that happen in between. And, and tonight we're going to talk about the characteristics that we need in order to see the dream fulfilled. Amen. Because you got to realize that we've been put here and God has a plan. He says, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Amen. So he has a plan for us and he puts that, he instills that dreams inside of us. And there's certain characteristics that we need to follow though in order to see those dreams fulfilled that God has for us. Amen. So we started Genesis chapter 37 says now Jacob dwelt if you got your Bibles to say amen we're going to be doing a lot of reading amen I hope you brought your glasses now Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan and this is the history of Jacob Joseph being 17 years old was feeding the flock with his brothers and the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and the son of Zilpah his father's his father's wives and Joseph brought a bad report to of them to his father now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was a son of his old age and he made him a tunic of many colors and when his brothers saw that their father that their father loved him more than all his brothers they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him amen there were some real haters verse 5 it says now Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more and they said to him please Please hear this dream which I have dreamed. There were bi we were binding sheaves in the field, and behold, my sheaf arose and stood upright. Indeed, your sheaves stood around and bowed down to my sheaf. And his brothers said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and his words. Amen. Guess what? Just let y'all know. If they hate you already, don't, don't, don't take them out some more and let them know that you're going to be doing pretty good. Amen. You know, I, I was actually reading this and I was like, what did Joseph do wrong? What Joseph was, you know, he knew they didn't like him already. Amen. You know, it, it was a little too much going up and say, hey, look, I'm still going to be the top dog. <laughs> Y'all going to be bowing, over, bowing down. They didn't like that. And if you read, actually go down to verse, verse nine, you will see that he had another dream. This time his dream was the sun, moon, and stars were bowing down. And that included his mom and dad. They didn't like that either. Amen. And you would realize that as he was getting a dream, we'll read further. I'm going to get ahead of myself just a little bit. But we get dreams 
to prepare us for what God is going to do. Amen. So keep keep that keep that locked in real quick, and we get back to that. And when you see in verse twelve, then his brothers went to feed the father their father's flock in Shechem, and Israel said to Joseph, "Now I want you, I want to I want to uh, spark your interest real quick. Jacob and Israel were technically the same person, but there was a spiritual significance of Israel versus Jacob. Amen. Y'all remember that Israel was a name that God gave to him. Amen. So Israel said to him, you got to realize that if he said Jacob said to him, then that was Jacob in the flesh. And Israel was, was Jacob led by the Spirit of God to tell him something. So this is, and Israel said to him, are not your brothers feeding the flock in Shechem? Come and I will send you to them. And what did Joseph say? He said to him, here I am. I want to talk about the first characteristic tonight. First characteristic is humility and availability. He said, here I am. See, a lot of times we're getting, we want to have the visions and we have the dream, but then it's a little inconvenient. It's a little inconvenient for us to step out and go. When the Lord says, okay, here we go, I, I want to send you, we say, oh, 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 wait a minute. Send that guy, amen. You know, so many times, so many times that's, that's been the case. I can tell you that a lot of us have probably had the opportunities to step out into the dream, into the vision that God has for us, but we have been afraid to step out and do it. Amen. So the number one characteristic, I got to tell you that if you want to see the vision and the, the plan of God fulfilled, we have to be available when he calls us and say, go. Amen. I want to tell you that as you read this, for those who know the story, Joseph doesn't come back. This is it. The, the angel Gabriel didn't come out, pull out a scroll, and said, Joseph, it is your time to get sent out. I, got, I want you to realize that there wasn't, a spiritual, there wasn't a spiritual fancy thing that happened to where Joseph realized, okay, this is the time that God has called me to walk out into that dream. But he made himself available that when, when, when he was told go, he said, you know what, I will go. He did no planning. He didn't take an extra bag of clothes. He didn't sit there and plan and go say goodbye. He said, you know what? I'm going because I've been sent to go. Amen. And I want to let you know that's a real spirit. That, that's a real important thing because many times we get sent to do things and we think they're maybe too small for us. And we probably we probably pass things aside because we don't realize that it is that small opportunity that sends us into that next place. Amen. And I want to tell you that Joseph goes out and leaves here. And I'll probably paraphrase the rest, so it's a pretty long story, amen? Joseph goes out, and he finds his brothers. And his brothers are out there. They got, you know, they see him coming. And they say, oh, Lord, here goes the dreamer. Here goes the dreamer. All right, so they say, okay, guess what? We're going to kill him. It was pretty brutal. <laughs> it was brothers. Eh? <laughs> so they're going to kill him. And the one said, hey, no, no, come on, guys. You know, let's not kill this guy. Let's dump him in a, in, a, in a big pit, and we can leave him there. And they dumped him. And they said, well, wait a minute. Why don't we just make some money? Why don't we sell him? <laughs> and then they sold their brother. So they sold their brother, their brother into slavery, and the brother gets taken up. So Joseph is gone now into slavery, and he's moving. And I wanna, I, I'm thinking, what is Joseph thinking at this time? He's like, okay, now just yesterday... I had this real cool dream that my brothers, everybody were bowing down to me. 
and the 12 stars. Now I'm in the middle of nowhere in a caravan, probably in shackles, probably get whipped a couple of times because he's a slave and about to get sold. I don't know how long the journey took. He probably didn't have such good food. He probably didn't eat as good, you know. He, this is the guy that had tunic of many colors. So he probably wasn't eating too good out there. He didn't have his fancy tunic either because he was wearing slave clothes. Yeah, so that dream becomes a little blurry at that point. You see, when you start the dream, a lot of times we fall into this, this, this mindset that the dream is going to give us the glory. So when you hear a dream about a kid making $8 million, what you're thinking is, oh, that would be real nice to have $8 million in the bank. That would be real nice to have all these things. But what we fail to realize is God will provide so he can do what he needs to do. Okay, I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say that again so we can catch that. Joseph had a dream because God was going to do something. God was going to do something, and he's using Joseph to accomplish his plan. But a lot of times when we see the dream, and I'll, I'll, let's just use a work environment, for instance. Let's just give you an example. You will get a, get a job, right? Get a nice job. And you start seeing that how the road is so paved, and you're going to get a promotion. You're going to get to a certain place. Immediately in your mind, you're thinking, man, I'm going to get the money, I'm going to get the power, and this is really big for me. But have we taken a minute to consider that I will only be there for the, so I can, I can do what God wants me to do at that place? And at this point, all that that Joseph, I, I, I don't know, Joseph is thinking he's going to be big baller, shot caller, and then he's in the slave caravan. That's probably not thinking the same anymore. Amen. And he gets taken up. And he keeps moving. And now he goes out to Potiphar's house. And I want you to point, maybe, maybe you can write this down. This is something real neat, real neat I lost, uh, I wrote down. It says, as people, it's so easy to get lost in the provision for the dream than the fulfillment of God's plan. Sometimes we think about, we think about what will come with the dream. Right, And when we're talking about the job, we're talking about the salary, we're talking about the money. You think about the things that you're going to get with the dream. But we're not, we don't necessarily remember that we're going to be in that place to do God's plan. Amen? Let's jump into characteristic number two. I'll, I'll go on with the story just a tad bit. So Joseph goes into part of his house, and the Bible says Joseph was a good-looking guy. I think I'm better. Amen? I think the Bible meant to say Dylan, Joseph looked a little less better, little, little worse than Dylan. Amen? Okay, y'all missed that. <laughs> it's a good time to say amen, Ashley. <laughs> amen. Yeah, oh, Ailey, thanks, Mama. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, my mom thinks she has a good-looking son, amen. But, but the Bible says you're good-looking. That's pretty good, amen. It didn't say Jesus is good-looking or a whole bunch of people. It said Joseph was a good-looking guy, amen. So he gets into Potiphar's house and... And God sees and, you know, God just blesses him. And everything, all the work, his hands, everything he's doing, God just keeps blessing them. And Potiphar's like, this is really cool. Everything I get to this guy get does goes really well. I'm going to keep throwing him stuff. So he, he, you know, he constantly continues to get elevated, elevated, elevated to a place where he is a top guy in Potiphar's house. Right? There are a lot of, a lot of other slaves and other people there, but he's a, he's a top guy. He's a top dog at the house. And... What ends up happening 
what ends up happening is Potiphar's wife tries to hit on him. Mm. Oh, oh, okay, I don't know nothing about that. Okay. <laughs> so, huh? It never happens. <laughs> so Potiphar's wife tries to hit on him. And she says, come lie with me. And he says, no. He says, she says, come lie with me. I want you to know that there's actually, when you think about Potiphar, who's the captain of the guards under Pharaoh. That's a pretty top, top guy in, in Egypt at that time, right? And when you start actually taking the rank, considering that they didn't just meet in college and fall in love, that they were actually picking the most beautiful women in the land, he probably had like the second most beautiful woman in the land. And Joseph could have count, counted his chips and done the math and said, man, the second most beautiful woman, not Pharaoh's wife, of course, is trying to get with me. He dumped that aside. And his re exact response to her was, how can I do this great wickedness against my God? His response was, how can I do this great wickedness against God? Everything that has been in this house, I've been given. You know, in your jobs and in, in life, you will get the opportunity to cheat yourself through, cheat your way through. You know, you may be asked to lie on a couple of numbers here and there. You know, you may say, you know, I carried a little extra weight than I should have. I worked maybe an extra hour than I did. Oh, come on, y'all. Y'all not here with me. Maybe I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to myself. You know, it takes some faithfulness. The second char characteristic, if you're going to see the dream fulfilled, we're going to need to be faithful. Because Joseph had the opportunity or, or the trial where he could have done some, some stuff on the side. You know, he could have he found a way to get away with it. But he was faithful. He wasn't faithful to Potiphar and his wife. He was faithful to God. He made the decision. I want you to know that if you take the moment, to, if you take the initiative to be faithful with what you have, God will continue to take you through to the dream and the vision that he has planned for you. Amen? We got to remember to be faithful. And what continues is he continues through there. And of course, what does Potiphar's wife do? She says he tried to get with her, but he didn't. That's what the Bible says. Amen. I believe it. Amen. But I think OJ did it though. But <laughs> so anyways, so yeah <laughs> so anyways she tries she tries to get with him and he takes off and I, I think he was actually in the wrong for even being in the house by by himself with her i, I think gentlemen just as uh i'm i'm a i'm gonna just give you a little hint hint if you're in the house with the woman by yourself and she ain't your wife get out amen amen, amen. don't go to jail <laughs> joseph went to jail and if you won't go to jail today, you'll go tomorrow. <laughs> Amen. You're going to get caught up. I'm going to let you know right now. You, you, you ain't go hide. Amen. If she ain't your wife, get up out of there. You ain't got no business with her. You know what? Not even just the house. Don't be in the car with her. Don't get caught up at, at the restaurant with her. Don't get caught up texting her. Oh, it's getting real quiet in here. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's keep going. Cause no, no, that doesn't happen here, amen. That's just out there, amen. We gotta let them know out there that don't be with the women by themselves, amen. Amen. Cause I get you caught up, man. All right, let's keep moving. That, that, that was that was free, amen. 
So what happens is Joseph gets caught up. He's in jail. And he's in there. I don't know how, how, how exactly long it's that, that it is. It's, he's in there. But he gets the opportunity. Even as he's there, God just prospers this guy, man. You know, he's like he's like the kid, like like the top top prisoner. <laughs> he's like the top prisoner. How cool would it be to be the top prisoner? Or maybe he got like, uh, well, he didn't get to play the Xbox because they probably had the Xbox in jail that time. But you know, maybe he ate some cool stuff. I don't know. But he was a top guy in prison too. And while he's there in prison. He starts interpreting dreams, and a couple of guys from from the uh, from the king's place come down, and they're locked up as well. And they give him his dream. They give him, they tell him their dreams, and he's interpreting them. This guy remains faithful. I gotta tell you, even as he's in there, he's faithful. He's not doing some side dealings or anything. He didn't try to escape. He didn't try any of that. He remained faithful with God. What God was doing. And I gotta tell you that as you move further, though. The opportunity arises. See, when, when faithfulness and humility come in, right? And they come in when, the op- and when they meet that opportunity. Then you actually fall in to the actual place where you're supposed to go. Amen? Because he gets called up to Pharaoh after Pharaoh has his dream. Right? And Pharaoh's trying to figure who would interpret it. I know, I, I, and... And they're asking, they're looking around, they finally catch him. They say, hey, we know, we know this guy, yada, yada, yada. They call him in there. And Joseph has the opportunity to interpret Pharaoh's dream. And I want you to see this. This is actually the neatest thing that I read in, in chapter 41. Chapter 41, verse 25. So Genesis 41, verse 25. So then Joseph said to Pharaoh, the dreams of Pharaoh are one. God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. I thought that was really interesting. Because I realized that whether Joseph was going to be the guy or not, God gave him the dream to say, this is what I'm going to do. God has given the dream saying, this is what I'm going to do. Now, fit yourself in there and get ready for what I'm going to do. Amen. And it goes on that as Joseph had the opportunity to interpret Pharaoh's dream, God raised him up and he interpreted the dream to say this, there are going to be years of, well, there's going to be years of surplus, meaning you have plenty and more than what you need. Then there are going to be years of famine to where we'll have none. And, And it comes down to Pharaoh saying, wait a minute. I need a guy that's going to look over this and look over the portions and say, you're the guy. So he promotes him from being sold into slavery to a position where now he is a second in charge, in command over the entire nation. The second one, there's Pharaoh and then there's him. And now he, he's actually at the place where he, when, when he had that dream years and years and years ago when he was 17 years old. Now he's about 30 years old. When he actually starts seeing what's happening and what was what what was God telling him, what what, what is that? 13, 13 years, Amen. Wow, that was good. I didn't even count that. It's been thirteen years later. God is actually showing him what he was trying to what he what he was saying to him. And what I want to show you is the third characteristic, which actually blew my mind. When you look further, is when he even got here. 
Of course, God has been maturing him this whole time. The third characteristic was having a pure heart. Joseph took a pure heart and did not allow unforgiveness or bitterness to enter into his heart for his brothers. See, I got I to gotta tell you this. A lot, of, a lot of times we get stuck in the wilderness with bitterness and unforgiveness and we're not able to move forward to get to where God has planned, us to, planned for us to go. Because we're still sitting there looking back. Oh, that guy did this. That guy did that. Well, guess what? When you look in chapter 45, it will tell you that he, when he addresses his brothers, he says, listen, don't even feel bad because it wasn't you who sent me here. Because it was God who sent me here so I can bring food to you. Come on, church. The three things we're seeing here. It takes maturity to realize that, guess what? I need to have a pure heart in spite of, in spite of the circumstances and the things that have happened. It takes faithfulness. And it takes humility to say yes. Amen. We got to say yes when God calls. But guess what? Just like that, we have some dream killers. Dream killer number one, pride. If you walk, if we walk around with pride, we will not see, we will not see the vision fulfilled. We have a vision here: evangelism, discipleship, church planting. I'm telling you that none of those three will happen with pride. How can you evangelize with pride? Oh yeah, well Jesus loves you, and He thinks I am the. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't. How does it work? How we get up here, we say we we have all sinned, right, and fallen short of the glory of God. One but me, I have not sinned. You all have sinned. How can you do that? Pride is a killer. You will not get there. Number two, bitterness. Bitterness. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what would have happened if Joseph had bitterness. He's made it through it all, right? He even got promoted. And now he's a second, second in charge, right? Then his brothers come in. And he says, you know what? Sorry. Can't help you, chump. I know what y'all did to me. I'm not getting you nothing. Go back and tell daddy I love him. But y'all right there, it's over. You know what? All that he's gone through was for nothing. All the jail and all the hard time that he went through was absolutely pointless because he is, he's, he's kept the bitterness and he's not able to fulfill the plan that God has. And guess what? He wouldn't have been there very long. I got to tell you that. And, you know, God, Johnny would say God took some people out pretty good back then. And man, he didn't, he didn't let him stick around. It was like, Phew! and they were gone. Amen. Number three. Number three is actually, there are actually two things that, that, that work together that are dream killers. The first part of it is complaining. The second part is the lack of unity. When you complain, you, we, lack, we lack to see how far God has brought us. We forget how far God has brought us and we stay there. If you actually look at the children of Israel in the wilderness, the reason they didn't make it is they were sitting there complaining the whole time. And what that happened is it pulled them, the unity, the unity was pulled away. And they stopped following, they stopped following Moses. They, they lost their vision, stopped following Moses, and they got so stuck on themselves, they didn't make it to the promised land. They got somewhere. They got with themselves, though. 
They kept And they lost the vision The vision was to get to the promised land Where were they? They were busy with themselves The, the, the division that came in broke the unity And they stopped seeing the significance of the spiritual significance that God had. And he said, you know, I brought you through the, 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 the sea. I brought you. I parted the seas. Have you seen that before? <laughs> okay. So we part the seas. We turn sticks into snakes. We bring uh, uh, a whole lot of stuff come down, but not nah, one cool enough. And they stopped following Moses. They stopped following. I want to let you know, this is not just in the Old Testament. It's here for a reason. We have a vision, evangelism, discipleship, church planting. Have we been stuck in the wilderness complaining? Do we look and say, ah, well, you know, I'm the bathroom cleaning ministry or sanitation engineering is not for me, amen? Amen. That's, that's not the ministry for me because, you know, I'm, man, that's, I'm too much for that. You know, that, I, I need to be preaching. I need to be on the pulpit. I'm a great singer. I can play the guitar real good. Come on, Pastor. You know, you know that bathroom ministry. It needs a, it needs a strong person. Amen. Not me. <laughs> Let me ask a question. Or do we see people in ministry and sit there and just pick them apart the whole time? Do we sit there and say, you know, they don't run breakaway, right? It would be much better if they did this and did that and did this. No, I ain't going to breakaway, but they sure don't run it, right? I ain't going to help either. I ain't talking to nobody here. I'm sorry, I didn't mean breakaway. I meant that ministry over there. Amen. I'm, 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 ask, I'm, I'm, I'm saying these things because when you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse, verse 12, if you got your Bibles, actually, let's go to really quickly. Let's see who get there the first. You probably beat me there, amen. Verse 12, Corinthians 12, 12. This is what it says. It says, for as the body is one and has many, many members, but all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. We are one body. Like it or not, when one part fails, we all fail. If your foot ain't walking, we ain't going. <laughs> if you can't hear, you go get hit. Don't cross the street. <laughs> if you can't see, you go fall. Who was it was trying to run over? The Desi was trying to run over it last night. It was dark, and I know she hit that chair, that chair right there. Guess what? If your eyes ain't going, your feet are useless. <laughs> Hallelujah. I hope somebody's catching this tonight. We can't sit around and look around, and I'm not talking about nobody here, but a lot of times what happens in churches, in most churches, is we look around and start picking at ministries. We start picking at what people are doing. They're doing something. What are we doing? Oh, hallelujah. Guess what? What's so powerful in this, though, right? What's so amazing in this, verse 26 is if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. And if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. Pharaoh had a dream, and Joseph had a dream. This is what's so powerful. They each had a vision. There's a vision inside of the vision. There's a vision here of evangelism, discipleship, and church planting, but doesn't mean that they're not going to be visions inside of it. Somebody has a vision for the youth, some for, for breakaway. Somebody has a vision for something else. But they're all ministries following this vision. But guess what? If Joseph wouldn't have done his part, 
you wouldn't have gotten to fit into the vision of Pharaoh had. There were two dreams going on, and they were tied together. Okay, let me go back. One person's vision and this person's vision, they would tie in. So when you look at one body, we all have functions. We all need to come in and do our part. So the dream killer comes in when we sit around with pride and bitterness and complain and lack unity. What happens is we got this body that we got a leg over there, eyes over there, ears over there. We expect to walk somewhere. And it ain't going to happen. Are we stuck in the wilderness tonight? We ain't not here. We're not stuck in the wilderness, amen? But guess what? We need unity. We need to remember the three things. If you, want, if you have faithfulness, amen? Do we have a pure heart? And do we have humility? These are the three things. We carry these things. They'll take us somewhere. Kill the pride. We don't need it. We need to bring unity back, amen? Let's stop complaining and we need no bitterness, amen? Hallelujah. Musicians, you come up. Amen. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads tonight. Church, I want you to know the work isn't done till it's done. Amen. It's not done till it's done. One person can be finished with one part. But if the next person isn't done with his, then it's, it's not done. When I was a kid, we had a punishment to move one pile of, one pile of, uh, uh, of, of dirt to one side. And if the headmaster came out and the rest, the whole pile isn't moved, guess what? We ain't going home. Because the whole pile had to go. And, I, and we're here tonight. And God has put a, has put a vision and a dream and for e in each one of us and he's given us provision for the areas in our lives to fulfill that vision if you think back maybe to some people that, that dream we've just been stuck and probably just given up on it but God hasn't given up because his word says he has a plan, a good plan for us. And he who started a good work shall complete it. But none of that means a hill of beans of Christ is not the center of our lives. The vision and the dream will not get anywhere in the flesh. God has put us here and he has a great plan that he's going to do in the city, in our lives. And we got to say yes, but we have to start with making him the Lord and Savior. Making him Lord, meaning we, com we completely surrender to his plan and his will. And if we haven't done that tonight, we can forget about it. But tonight we have an opportunity to give back our lives to Christ. 